Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. It is Wednesday and we are flying solo today. No guest. I tried. Everyone was busy. Or didn't respond. Or are uh, ghosting me. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it was just... Couldn't seem to lock anyone down. Uh, good news is, a bunch of regulars have agreed to come back on the show. So, uh, been talking with Snarky Mommy 78 Wine in Cheez-Its, Rachel Sobel. Not Sobel. Not Sobel. 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 She's agreed to come back on. And, of course, my man, Sham. He and I were messaging this morning. And I said, hey, why don't you come on today? I don't have anyone. And he said, uh, I have to adult. I have, I have adulting things to do. I don't have time for your childish games, Williamson. And he told me to fuck off. And I was like, Whoa. Like a third of that happened, uh, but uh, that's why I have no guests. So we're flying solo, and that's okay. I got a ton of shit I want to talk about anyways. Uh, but before I get too far into it, <laughs> I hate this part. I hate this pivot. Uh, there's probably a follow or subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening to this. I'd appreciate it if you hit that. Uh, if there's a thumbs up or a five-star option, one of those is great. Comments are lovely. I love comments. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. It tells the algorithm. My content was engaging. So, all that's awesome, too. Stick around for the end of the show. Have, I'm going to call it a major announcement, but let's be honest. It's it's an announcement. It's not major. All that being said, let's talk some parenting, pop culture, and politics. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Okay. I, I still love that theme song. I know it's free. Because I don't have a lot of money to pay for any of this shit. But uh, I love that rhythm that I found. Anyways. Um, and I love the argue listening. Uh, okay. So let's start with uh, parenting. Potty training. It's been on the agenda in my household for a while. <laughs> I've got a three-year-old who refuses to be potty trained. Um, with our older one, we took it really easily, really easily, really slowly. Um, we didn't rush it. Potty training and bedtime and dinner are these like, it's these high wire act for parents, right? Because you need them to learn how to eat in public or eat their vegetables or go to bed at a reasonable hour. Or potty train, but you don't want to yell and scream to get them to do it because you don't want to have a negative association with those items. You don't want them to hate mealtime. You don't want them to hate bedtime. You don't want them to hate the experience of going to the bathroom. But you need them to fucking do it. 
So you're constantly walking this line of, okay, we really need to try. Okay, we need to do this. And, you know, the silent hand pushing them and guiding them along. Um, but it is, it is one of those things that's really frustrating. Uh, my current three-year-old, he's ready to be potty trained. He's been ready for a while. He knows every single time when he has to go to the bathroom. He'll even go to the bathroom to do it because he likes his privacy. Just not on the toilet, not on the potty. So what we've started doing is in the morning, after I change him, I put him in underwear. And I try to keep him in underwear until nap time. And then we put a diaper on for nap. And I'm trying to switch him back into a underwear for a few hours until bedtime. That is not going well. I am cleaning up a lot of pee. And he's being, he knows, he knows, he knows exactly what he's doing. So I think we're going to have to uh, take away his freedom of choice. I said that for a reason. We're going to talk Roe versus Wade in a minute. Uh, we're going to, we're going to take away his freedom of choice and I'm going to force him to sit on the potty once an hour for five minutes until he starts going because if he won't interrupt playtime I'm going to interrupt playtime and hopefully that will uh, drive him to do it himself because if he can do it himself he maybe not have to go once an hour maybe he only has to go once every two hours hour and a half so we can reduce the amount of interruptions but he's got to take ownership of it because if daddy's in charge of it, it's going to be once an hour for about five minutes. And I think that's the route I'm going to have to go. If you are a potty training expert who happens to be listening to this, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, all right. We'll talk Roe versus Wade. I don't like it because uh, I'm a man, but I have a platform. They tell me I have a platform. So I should talk about it. Uh, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna believe this, but I'm pro-choice. I shouldn't have a say in what goes on in a woman's body, and neither should you, unless you're a woman. But even then, you shouldn't have the right to say what goes on in another woman's body in your own body. Sure. I just uh, look the the news leaked. I think it was a leak yesterday that uh, looks like the Supreme Court in the U.S. will be scheduled to overturn Roe versus Wade, Roe v. Wade, and uh, put the onus on local government to decide what to do about abortion, which a lot of really conservative governments and counties uh, are going to make it illegal. And it's going to punish minorities and low income the most it'll punish all women but like everything that goes on in the u.s seems to end up like yeah it's gonna suck for white people but it's gonna really suck for black and brown people like they're gonna really feel it so uh, uh i just i i tweeted out yesterday uh some humor i thought it was some humor everyone loves some good abortion humor and I said uh, hey 
thinking about recording a podcast regarding Roe v. Wade. If any males want to talk to me, let me know. That was a joke. Some people did not view it that way, and I had more than a few males say, I'd love to talk about it. They didn't get it. They missed the fucking point. Uh, We shouldn't have much say in the matter. Some say. Should we have some say? That's interesting. Should we have some? I don't know. I guess if you are a, a uh, involved in creating the baby, you should have maybe a voice. But as the male, you're not the one carrying it around. I don't know. Let's just leave it at I'm pro-choice. <laughs> There's definitely nuances to the conversation, but uh, for all intents and purposes, men should stay the fuck out of this conversation. And, and if you are a man, I would encourage you to let women in your life know your stance. I would. I would encourage it because they want to know that they're supported and that we are all pulling in the same direction on this. So make it known. Don't hide this one. Don't hide your opinion on you. Make it known. Make it known that you're there to support them. And that you believe in their right to choose. And that you will be a positive agent for change. Let them know. I think it's important. Uh, I had something else I wanted to talk about on this topic. But uh, it escapes me. escapes me all right uh what do i want to talk about next so i finished a book this week no, no. we have props for this week's episode just let me reach over here and grab a book here and see if i can get this in, in camera here i finished uh joshua ferris's a calling for charlie barnes you can barely see that in the camera i am not good at this there you go Joshua Ferris is a calling for Charlie Barnes. Joshua Ferris is my favorite author. Uh, he's written four books. This is the fourth one. I will show you the other ones now. Because I'm such a performance artist. Uh, I've got uh, Then We Came to the End by Joshua Ferris. This one's about a uh, copywriters in an office who are being laid off. We've got... The Unnamed. I got this one a little late. Didn't get in hardcover. This one's interesting. About It's about a, a disease. About a man. About a man who has a disease. Who uh, can't stop walking. And he's not sure if it's his physical or mental. And it becomes a battle of uh, mind over matter. And in the, the human condition. What wins out? Interesting. Then we've got... Uh, to, oh, Jesus Christ, I hit something as I brought this book over. Uh, then we've got To Rise Again at a Decent Hour. This is about a dentist who's going through a bit of a crisis in his life. Hardcover. Notice, I get them early. Except for the unnamed. Pissed me off. I should maybe get it anyways. And I'm going to reach back one more time 
for calling for Charlie Barnes. So, uh, I read about six books a year. Takes me about two months to finish a book. I got a lot on my plate, but I like reading. I enjoy it. Um, I buy probably more than 12 books a year, but I can only read six. So I have a never ending library around the house. Uh, and a few on my phone where I wanted to buy the digital copy for some reason. I digress. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. A Calling for Charlie Barnes is probably the best book I've ever read. Uh, read. Um, there are few books that uh, I can think of. This is just one that had such an impact on me. Uh, so what is it about? Well, it's about a, uh, it's being told from an unreliable narrator who is writing a novel about his father. So it's kind of meta in terms of you're reading the novel as the author is writing it, so to speak. Uh, and his dad is uh, chasing the American dream. Three, four wives, handful of kids, handful of uh, jobs that he's pursued with vigor, uh, only to all kind of flame out. And he's at the halfway, three-quarter mark of his life. And he still feels like he hasn't found a calling. And this novel and the story is his son telling his life. And the third act of this book blew my mind. Um, I finished it days ago. I'm still processing it. I cannot recommend this one enough. A Calling for Charlie Barnes. Uh, and I would recommend all of Joshua's books. I really would. I just, I, I love his style. It's dark. It's humorous. It, I, I, there's reflection. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I, this is why I'm not a writer. I can't even say the words properly how much I enjoyed it. Um, so I'll be posting probably like a full review on my website later on. Where I can actually type and think about what I'm saying. But uh, I highly recommend that. And now, now that I've finished that book, uh, I will be reading Run, Rose, Run, the Dolly Parton and James Patterson mashup. I read the prologue. It was two pages. Good two pages, though. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for letting me lend borrow that one. 
All right, let's do some more uh, stuff. What do we got here? I got visuals now on the screen for this next part. Okay, George Carlin. George Carlin documentary coming out uh, later on this month. George Carlin's American Dream, a two-part documentary series directed by Judd Apatow and Michael, I've never heard of him. Uh, George Carlin has had a major impact on my life. It's hard to, it's hard to overstate it. I'll, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So I was about 15 years old when George entered my life. And I was, uh, I was watching like an A&E biography on comedians, on George. And I was like, hmm. I was hooked. Just the, the story they told and the humor. And I didn't really know much about them. But I set about absorbing everything I could. Everything. Articles, CDs, DVDs, albums. I, I started collecting the vinyl. I, I Books, all of his stuff. And I use that term because obviously... George Carlin's known for all of his stuff. So uh, I just, I went hard on George Carlin. George Carlin introduced me to Lenny Bruce. George Carlin introduced me to Richard Pryor. George Carlin introduced me to Bill Hicks and John Stewart. George Carlin allowed me to question those big things in life that have an air of superiority around them. He allowed me to question politics and religion and corporate America and school. And he allowed me to see the world through a different way. And he made it okay. From a guy with a skinny frame, a gravelly voice, and a face made of silly putty, um, he made it okay. I, uh, I was fortunate enough to see him live one time. I want to say it was Massey Hall in Toronto, but I don't remember. It might have been the Hummingbird Theater, and I don't think it's called the Hummingbird Theater anymore. And uh, I I went as far as on my honeymoon. We honeymooned in California. Uh, his daughter was performing a one-woman show, Growing Up Carlin. I convinced my wife to go see Growing Up Carlin on our honeymoon. So uh, I think that gives me super fan status. So I'll be watching this. And uh, I will probably have a tear in my eye because I just, it's weird that I love a man that I've never met, but I do. Cheers to George Carlin. What's next on the list here? All right. Uh, how come no one told me they were making a league of their own TV show? I like to think I'm pretty up to date on these things, but uh, no, I had to find out through Nick Offerman's Instagram page. He's playing the coach. <laughs> I was like, I, uh, I love this idea. I love this idea, especially because I did a little more research into it. Um, so it's coming to Amazon Prime sometime this year. No release date yet. The uh, creators of the show went to Amazon, pitched the idea, and uh, talked about a reboot. The idea got fleshed out to the point where they've now decided to make it a, a series. Great idea. They're going to focus on the racial, political, and sexual aspects of an all-women's league being played during World War II. Um, I think they got an incredible actor in Nick Offerman to replace the incomparable Tom Hanks. I mean, if you're going to try to replace America's most likable guy, 
why not replace him with America's second most likable guy in Nuck Offerman? And then um, they got their blessing from Penny Marshall and Gina Davis and said they went to them and pitched the idea and they gave their blessing for the tel- the retelling of the story. It's going to be, you know, a little different, but uh, I, I, I just think at first glance, when you hear about they're making a league of their own TV show, my initial reaction was, well, why? That's a beloved movie. There's no crying in baseball. It might be one of the most quoted lines in movie history. There's no crying in baseball. Um, you know, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, Gina Davis, Tom Hanks. It's just a, it's one of those, one of those movies. Everyone loves a league of their own. Um, but based on everything I've read, sounds like it's going to be a good one. Um, and I pointed this out in the article that I wrote about it. I know I'm hyping a lot about like, Oh, Nick Offerman. That's because I recognize the faces of the female leads uh, seen here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, but I don't really know their names. I recognize Janet from The Good Place and from Barry, where I don't know her character's name. Her real name also isn't Janet. I had to look it up. It's Darcy. Jesus, I hope it's Darcy. Now I'm blanking. Anyways, uh, and... I'm pretty sure the first woman on the image there is from Broad City. I probably should know her name. I don't. I don't know the names off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. I could have looked it up, but I'm an average human being who watches TV and goes, I I know that one. I know that she was in the thing that uh, I liked. She was in the other thing. No, 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 not that thing. The other thing I liked. Yeah, that's the one. And then I have to pause the show and look her up or him up to verify my 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 hunch of where do I know them from. All right, and finally, I'm going to shit on Mike Myers for a moment here. Sorry, Mike. Mike Myers released a trailer for, I'm gonna, I have to look it up here, the Pentaverte. It's a a show where Mike Myers is going to play eight characters. He released the trailer. It's going to be on Netflix coming out May 5th, which is uh, one day from today, if you're listening on the day of release. Uh, And it's about a journalist who uncovers a secret society and is doing an investigative report on it. Hilarity ensues. The trailer is wild. And I don't mean that in a nice way. I uh, I get Austin Power vibes, uh, like heavy, heavy Austin Power vibes from this. But it's been done, like it's been done. You you did it. You did this, and it was excellent, and everyone loved it. We all walked around saying, "Do I make you horny, baby? Do I?" And who does number two work for? And all you know, we quoted Austin Powers to death. That might have been the worst Austin Powers ever. Um, I'll make up for it with my Shrek in a moment here. And we all love Shrek. We all loved Shrek. Donkey. 
You think he's compensating for something? I, I, like, we all loved Shrek, and we all loved Wayne's World. Swing! Way! Uh, and we loved those movies. I even loved you in uh, We Will Rock You. I Look, we love Mike Myers, but this looks odd. I won't be watching it, is what I'm going to say. Might be for you. Uh, and maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe the critics will love it. There'll be so much fan embracing this that I'll end up saying, oh shit, I missed the boat on this. I'll watch it and I'll end up quoting it like I quote those other movies. But I'll bet you a copy of The Love Guru I don't. <laughs> That's it. That's the show. Mike Myers, I love you. I hope this is good. I really do. I'm not sure that it's going to be. Holy shit, I did not fix the camera for this one. That looks terrible. All right, let me just zoom in here for the last scene here. Oh, man, this should be cleaned up. I need a producer to edit my show. Okay, there we go. Is that better? That's better. Close enough. Close enough. That was a fun way to end the show. I have a new camera for today. Hoping this worked. I have been messing around trying to get my camera to work properly for weeks. And I think I finally figured it out last week. So that would explain the last hiccup you just saw there if you're watching. Let's see. What do I want to start with? I want to start by thanking DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com. Home of Canada's number one podcast network. And articles featuring yours truly. I get four or five articles up a week. You know where else you can read those articles? ThatNerdDad.ca, the all-new ThatNerdDad.ca. It's uh, it's better than it was before. What else do I want to talk about? Oh yeah, this is the major announcement for a podcast of my size. This is a major announcement. I have merch. What am I doing selling merch? I have merch through my partnership with Dean Bondell. So Dean Bondell has a store. And any of the podcasts on his network can get some merch made. And they said, uh, Joe, why don't you make, get some merch made? And I said, okay, let's do this. So I, I, I worked with a couple of people on coming up with some shit that I think was funny and you might enjoy. And I've got four shirts to start. I just realized I did four fingers, but I didn't do them in camera. Four fingers. Uh, four, four shirts. I've got uh, zero days without a dad joke. I have world's okayest Mom and Dad. I love those. And, of course, That Nerd Dad. Available in a wide variety of colors. And uh, starting around 25 bucks. I'm not going to get rich off this. But if you'd like to support, I appreciate it. Head to DeanBlendell.com. It's a shop button. You'll see it there. Uh, or... If you go to thatnerddad.ca, there's a shop button with a link take you directly to that nerd dad merchandise. That's it. That's the show. Uh, if you stuck around this long, I want to thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I should probably do the merch stuff at the beginning, but I don't, I don't know, man. My heart's not in it. I don't like selling to you people. You you give me your your greatest 
the, the greatest thing you have in life is time. And you give it to me. Maybe you've only watched 10 minutes of the show today. Maybe you broke it up, watched 10 minutes and 10 minutes. That 10 minutes you could have been doing literally anything else. You could have fell asleep for 10 hours or for 10 minutes. Picked your nose, played on YouTube, watched a TikTok video. Whatever the hell you could have done for 10 minutes, you chose to watch me. And uh, I I can't understand, uh, uh, not understand, I can't understate how much that means to me. That's not the right word. I cannot overstate how much that means to me. Man, this show is just fucking off the rails in these last two minutes. So, I'm going to stop before it goes any further. Be well, be safe. We'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Damn. I'm Debbie Travis. And I'm Tommy Smythe. And this is Trust Me, I'm a Decorator. We're now podcasters. And why did we call it that? Well, you know us as decorators, but we've got lots more to share. We want to talk about travel and relationships. We're going to have amazing guests on. Guests who inspire us for sure. We'll probably talk about design too. And of course, Tommy, don't forget about food. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about food? So please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or as they say, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll pop right up when we have a new episode. Where's us luck? Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.